With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Welcome to Publishing Lane with your host, Margie Lane Klubine, Executive Director of Write Integrity Press. Hi, this is Publishing Lane, and I'm your host, Margie Lane Klubine. Um, I am so excited to be here again this month. I have to tell you, we are just, this has been just a hoot and a holler. Um, our, our special guest today is just amazing, and she is so um, incredibly successful when it comes to our topic for today. But we're having trouble getting her online, <laughs> and so we're going to continue to work on this, and, and we'll we're going through it because there is a lot to share with you today. Absolutely. Um, and Jackie, if you can hear me, go ahead and try it again. Um, and we'll, we'll see if we can get you on. But today, okay, I, I really want to talk to you about reaching your goals, reaching your publishing goals as, um, as an author, as a writer and an author. Now, we're here every month on the first of the month specifically to uh, help you with today's publishing environment. It's always on the first Tuesday of every month, and it's always um, at 7 p.m. Central. And we really want to make sure that we're trying to give you the best that we can when it comes to the elements of publishing. And I think that we have actually connected with Jackie. Jackie, I think I can hear you. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, you are there. Yay. Okay. I'm so glad. Okay. So anyway, I'll go back to this. If you're listening to our talk show after the fact, um, please note that you can send in questions. I have a web, uh, an email address. It's called Down Publishing Lane. And remember, Lane is L-A-I-N-E, my middle name. So downpublishinglane at gmail.com. Send your questions there. And if you're actually online with us, you can chat and send us a question online. That works too. Um, if we use your questions, then we'll end up sending you a free book. How's that for cool? Um, and that's the same thing that goes for the questions that enter in my inbox. If you send us a question on the inbox, then we'll send you, it, as long as we use it, we'll send you a free book. Now, speaking of books, do you have a book that you have just sweat blood over? I mean, it can feel that way, can't it? You have poured out all of your energy. You've poured out your time, your heart, your very soul into this book. It's your baby. It still moves you when you read parts of it. And it needs to be heard, right? Now, if you visited with us last month, you heard that there are four different forms of publishing. There are four different ways to get that baby of yours released into the hands of readers. We're talking about one of those ways this month. Okay, we're going to talk about indie publishing. Independent publishing is what it stands for. You heard of people that are indie authors. Well, I have got a special guest that is a successful multi-published indie author. She is absolutely outstanding and her books are some of my favorites. Um, we are talking this month to Jackie Castle. She has an awful lot to say about the topic and she should. Um, she has a brilliant allegorical series, The White Road Chronicles. It's in the same realm as The Lord of the Rings and The Chronicles of Narnia. And her outstanding writing has also spread into a romance series, Madison Creek Bed and Breakfast, which is just as cute as it can be. And both of these series have enjoyed strong sales and popularity. And Jackie is always coming up with new marketing ideas, which is a huge challenge for any 
author. However, it is also big enough that it's going to be a totally different show. So today we're talking about actually getting the manuscript ready for release and being sure that this is the way you want to do it, that that independent publishing is the way you want to go. Jackie is quite an expert on that too. Welcome, Jackie. Hey, how are you doing, Margie? Oh, I'm doing good and I'm just delighted that you're here. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) It was such a go there for a while. So, okay, the publishing world has really changed a lot, hasn't it? Has it changed since you've been involved? Oh, yeah. Because you've been involved, yeah, you've been involved longer than I have. So how has it changed? Well, just the indie market opening up and, uh, um, yeah, the, uh, you know, not as many people, I mean, look, people still love the print books, but but, uh, e-books are you know, really starting to take off. I know I love my e-reader. I love having all yeah, those books too. right there. So, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It's so, so convenient. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And a lot of things change constantly in indie publishing. It's constantly, constantly changing. How, in what way? Just uh, the way you get your books out there, the way you market. Um, you need to oh, be... Yeah constantly on top of new ways to market um just uh new types of uh presenting books uh reaching people well, and, and there's always new there's always new media too i mean i know nowadays um one of the newer media is um audible books i mean audibles come out and yeah. people are loving to listen to books mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Well, Audible, you know, people have been listening to books on tapes for a long time. But sure. But finally starting to open up to where anybody can, you know, get their books. I have one, uh, my uh, mid-grade fantasy, uh, The Sentinel Archives. That's on uh, Audible. Oh, that's I forgot about The Sentinel Audible. Archives. I totally yeah. forgot about that. I love <laughs> that book. Love that book. Well, I have to tell you, when I first started considering this career, Jackie, I mean, you've been doing this longer than I have, and you remember my first days. Jackie and I go back a long way, those of y'all that are hanging out. Um, It's really scary. She was probably one of the very first people to critique my masterpiece, and and I didn't run from the room crying. I mean, she was just that gentle and that careful and that kind to me because it was bad. I'm just saying it was just so bad. but when I, when I first started considering this this career, I was completely, completely fooled. Okay, at this moment, insert the theme song to Murder, She Wrote, because that's what I thought of. I, I, I was just totally confused. I really, okay, how many of you have that song playing through your head now? I know you do. I believe the storyline about the world-traveling author sent by her publisher to several continents in every state in the United States. That is so not the life. Do you know anybody that's like that, Jackie? Any anybody? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know any authors that are like that. Maybe it's just me. I don't run in the right circles, but I I don't know anybody like that. But the life of an indie author can be even more challenging. Jackie, what would you consider the biggest challenge for a brand new author? that's wanting to release a manuscript all by herself? Uh, Knowing how to uh, format it correctly and put it up on Amazon and uh, um, stuff like that. I mean, just, yeah, just being able to, uh, that, that, that getting that first one up is really hard and it's scary. Because you're afraid you're going to, like, ruin something and blow up the world or something. <laughs> like, put yeah. the wrong button. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I don't know how many authors call and say, I don't know what to do. I'm afraid to push it. I'm like, just My friend just Patty push did the to me. Push the button. Just push it. <laughs> <laughs> just push. Actually, I remember the first one, that the first indie pub book that I put up, you had to tell me, just push the button. Just do it. Just do it. Just push the button. Yeah. I remember you saying that to me. I was panicking that first time, and that's when she came over to the house. She was like yelling in my ear, "Just push the button, <laughs> quit thinking about it." <laughs> well, and it's but it's hard because there it it is very technical to actually put it up that very first time. It's like they're speaking a different language when it comes to the 
the the uh, process is just like a different language. But I have to tell you that even before that, there is a process for getting your manuscript ready. Okay, for those of y'all that are hanging out listening to us, I'm going to tell you. I'm just going to I'm just going to bear my soul. We actually, I actually write up kind of a rough script and Jackie laughs at this because she's like, you never know what I'm going to say. And so she's not, I mean, literally I have her name, Jackie, in, in, in parentheses because I'm not even going to attempt to guess what she's going to say. But in this case, I'm the one that's going off script. I'm the one because I have to tell you, those of you that are listening and you are, you are authors because you have written a book, but that doesn't mean that book is ready. So there is, I mean, even for indie public pubbing, there is a time to wait and in my case, I say wait on the Lord, but there is a time to wait. Wouldn't you agree, Jackie? I do. I do. I think um, if if you've written a book and that's all you've done, then it's probably not ready. However, if you've written a book and you've read it to your critique group and they've given you good feedback and you've listened to that feedback and then you made the story better, then it's almost ready, but not quite. But if you mm-hmm. keep working on it and then get the editing and have people edit and have people you don't know right people who aren't connected who have to tell you it's wonderful because they're your friend or your family yeah your mama yeah yeah you need people that will be honest with you you know and i mean i went to some of my church friends and i was real picky about who i let and i'm kept telling me you've got to be you know honest and and mm-hmm. I belong to a lot of writers groups. Um, gosh, I've been writing since I started. I've been joining. I joined writers groups when I was eighteen. I've been going to them. Wow, I'm like fifty now. <laughs> so, oh I mean, my gosh, you didn't have to tell time. me. Yeah, you have. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I mean, I knew you'd been doing it longer than me, but I didn't know you'd been doing it that much longer than me. Wowzer. Um, well, and, and in life, you know, I took a break, but I mean, that's how long I've been going and reading to. Uh, critique groups and it used to be I'd read something and every hand in the room went up and I'd be <laughs> wanting to just crawl under the table and I'm like it's awful and they're like no no you had our interest the fact that everybody had their hand up means they were paying attention that's good <laughs> and I, yeah. did, I had to learn I mean the fact of the matter is uh, if you can tell a good story you're 75% of the way there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, and for those of y'all that don't know, learning how to do it right. The, tw- the other 25% is learning how to do it correctly. <laughs> for those of y'all that don't know, Jackie and it, Jackie is one of my critique partners. Jackie and um, Patty, Patricia, Kat, Pack, Jack, Carol, and I are online critique partners. We haven't been doing it a whole lot lately, and that's my fault. We're hoping to get it going again here in another I don't know, a couple of weeks, but um, they critiqued the tar out of several of my books. Do what? Our what are you laughing? Time. Yeah, you're our slaughter. It's our slaughterhouse. We, most of the time, we call ourselves the Three Amigas, but on Tuesday nights, it's more the Slaughterhouse Three because boy, we just let it all hang out. It just oh, you're really gonna write that? That's really awful, you know. I, we we really bear ourselves. Um, but it's but it's like you said, Jackie, I have a trust level with you and Patty. I can trust what y'all say. It's not always what I want to hear. In fact, most of the time, because it's not what I want to hear is one of the reasons why I have that trust level. I know that you're giving me what a reader is going to read and, and you're telling me when things are not right. Because I got to tell you, the worst possible things, okay, here's something to write down, to chew on, to stick in your back pocket and keep it for a long time. If you are a writer, you do not want to know that your baby doesn't work publicly on an Amazon review. You don't want to know that then. You want to know before it comes out. And so that's why what Jackie said is so important. That's why you want to get critique partners. You want to get people who are not your best buds who are going to say, I love it. Because that's what a best bud is supposed to say. You want, of course, Jackie and Patty are best buds of mine, but we got there through slaughtering each other. Um, You want to have that trust label. 
Go ahead. You want you want people who care enough about you that they're not going to stand by and let you, without realizing, put out something that's not ready. I mean, right. that's, that's what you're looking for, is people who care enough about you to be honest. Right. That's what you would you know, for. And I was actually talking to Faye Lamb about this very thing today because I told her that I was on the radio tonight and I told her what my topic was. And she's like, okay, well, make sure that people know that just because they can publish a book on, uh, themselves doesn't mean it's ready to publish. Doesn't mean they should <laughs> at this point. By all means, the first thing to do when you're publishing a book is learn your craft. Get book get books on the craft, get books on character, get books on plotting. Um, I, yeah, I know at the mo at the mention of the word plotting, our, our co-critique partner, Patty, her eyes will roll back in her head because she just, she is such an excellent writer, but she doesn't do a lot of planning. And so I tease her. She and I are just about as opposite as can be when it comes to that, uh, to planning and, and, and uh, seat of the pants writing. Cause she is, she is, like I said, she is outstanding, but we, we, totally come at it from different different realms but authors need to learn the elements of a story you need to know what plot elements are even if you don't end up planning out your book you need to know what those elements are so you can recognize them when you start writing them you need to know how to draw out a character you need to know how to make a character more than just a two-dimensional snidely whiplash who's you know the antagonist doesn't need to be twisting his mustache and saying ah ha 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 he needs to have depth he almost a a a, a, a good antagonist Correct me if I'm wrong, Jackie. A good antagonist will almost pull at your heartstrings. He he has a backstory that almost makes you feel sorry for him, almost, because he's really a creepo and he needs to be a creep because he's an antagonist. But wouldn't you agree with me, Jackie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even a bad character needs to be a little bit sympathetic. Uh, otherwise, they're just mm -hmm. a cardboard cartoon cutout. Bad right. <laughs> right. Said the Twirling the mustache. Um, <laughs> Twirling the mustache. I mean, snotty whiplash. Blah, ha, ha. Everybody, everybody has a backstory, you know, and there's a reason why bad people are bad. And so mm -hmm. that, that is what makes pathetic. Right. And, and to be honest, arguably, an antagonist needs to be as deep a character as your protagonist, as your main character, to have a really well-rounded cast your your main character, of course, needs to have depth. They need to have um, a background. They need to have baggage. They need to be broken some way. They can't be perfect. You don't want Barbie and Ken running around on your book. Um, so they need to have they need to be broken. They need to have baggage, and that means they need to have a depth of character. Well, the antagonist is the very same way. They need to have a depth of character. So learning your craft is so important and. There are so many books. What's your favorite about craft, Jackie? What's your favorite? Uh, yes, I'm putting you on the sure. spot. I told you I went off. I went <laughs> off script, so I'm just throwing them at you. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's you know, okay. You'll I do like, it back to me. I know. World, world building. I love um, huh? cleaning up that world, that uh, that story world, and developing my uh -huh. characters and stuff. Um, well, there is a book um, there. There's actually a series of books and I'm trying to remember the name of the guy that did it. Um, it's um, it's oh gosh. You know what? I wrote it down on my last one and I on my on the the last um, the last blog that I put out and I cannot remember it for the life of me. OK, one of them is The Art of Characterization by Faye Lamb. That's a good book on plot. Um, Another one is Heroes um, Archetypes, Hero and Heroine Archetypes. Is that, yeah. I can't remember, the, it's something like that. Yeah, for character development. I love that one. Right. Do what? I do, I follow, I follow um, like the Hero's Journey plot line. I do that one a lot it's when I'm plotting. Uh -huh. And then there's another one. Um, it's by, um, I don't know if she developed it, but I know she uses it, K.M. Wyland. I think uh -huh. I'm saying her name right. 
uh, story structure, I think, is a book. Uh-huh. Um, so she has a three act, and it's the uh, um, the inciting incident, and you know, key points, yes. the things that change the story, and you go by a three act plot line. And not everybody likes uh-huh. to plot. I plot, but then my story does its own thing anyway. But I like to have that uh, groundwork done, that that roadmap. So at least I know where I want to be going, <laughs> whether I go there or not. I at least have that. Um, but that's a good one for plotting. Oh, there's all kinds of good books for character. Um, there's there's one by, um, yeah, well, there's one about plotting, and I can't remember. The guy's name is Jim, and it's just not coming to me what, what his full name is. Um, but it's in the same series as Characters, Emotion, and Viewpoint by Nancy Cress. It's in that very same series. Um, but it's only, uh, it's about plotting and I, it's not coming to me right now and it's on my bookshelf, but I'm not in my office, so I'm not able to run back there and find it. Um, but those are extremely good. And yeah, so learning it, getting some books, you know, even taking classes. The other thing I think that is really important is, you know, I always thought that writing was a very isolated career, that you just become a hoymit. <laughs> you just become a hermit and sit in your room with your little typewriter. Of course, now it's a computer and type away and talk to the characters in your head and you don't talk to anybody else. And that is that can't be further from the truth. Um, there are. Yeah, it is not a solitary profession. Um, and if you're not working with critique partners or in a critique group or in an online class group or in an online critique group, then you're not really getting the most that you can. You're not really putting, you need eyes on your manuscript. You need more than your mom telling you that your baby is adorable. Wouldn't you agree, Jackie? I do, especially if you're a beginner. Um, you know, even even now with having several books published, I've I've started a street team of readers. They're readers. And I, I've, I've told them several times, I'm coming to you when I have questions. And I do. I go to them with questions. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? They'll read my book for me. Even still, uh-huh. I, you know, I need people to, I need that feedback before I go publish it, you know, because, yeah, you, you don't like those unkind reviews. They'll happen anyway. You can't stop that. You can't oh, yeah. everybody. Yeah. But, I mean, you don't you don't want to be tagged on dumb things like a bad plot structure or no action or, you know, Inconsistency is my big thing. Inconsistency right. is my big thing. Like somebody is standing in a room and the next thing you know, they're in their car. I mean, that is, that's, that, that is a, that is one of those continuity issues. Boy, that, that bugs me bigger than anything. Right. That's why and, you want an editor. To catch right. things for you. Well, see, and that goes into something else I was thinking about. Um, okay, authors, are you serious about getting your book published or are you serious about beginning a career? And that's really a question that you have to answer because when it comes to one of the reasons that folks don't want to be an indie author and you tell you chime in and tell me I'm full of beans Jackie if you think so one of the reasons why people don't want to be an indie author is because of the stigma oh you couldn't get your book really published oh my gosh now I I didn't actually say that I was being in character so I wasn't I don't really believe that at all (laughs) but it's it's a stigma to it and part of the reason that it is a stigma is because we have folks that have come out, thrown together 38 pages, said this is a book and called themselves an author and made 99 cents a copy on it. And it's junk. Would you agree with me or am I full of beans? I know I'm not full of beans because you and I have both seen it. (laughs) No, you're right. I mean, and and there are people who just, they're just putting out stuff. Um, Unfortunately, even in the traditional world, publishing i've read some stuff i'm like what are you doing putting this out however i'm with you on that i totally agree with you on that you know if if you're not doing the checks and balance thing and you're just relying on what you think then you're setting yourself up for you know a fall and 
you're setting yourself up for not making a career out of it. If you want to make a career out of it, then do it the right way. Have some editor do do your right formatting. Take it seriously, you know. And and you and and, and you don't necessarily. Right. And you don't necessarily have to put in a lot of money to do it. I mean, if you are serious about your career, then you are in willing, then you are willing to invest in your career. For me, I was willing to invest in my career a little, but I was willing to invest more energy than I was willing to invest my parent, my, my husband's money. And so and I say my husband's money, of course, it's not his money, but it's our family's money. And I didn't want to invest family money in something that was my enterprise. And so there was a little bit of investment, but I invested energy and time. And what I ended up doing in order to learn craft, and of course, this doesn't work for everybody, but Jackie, you remember, I was going to two mm -hmm. critiques a week and I would mm -hmm. input a chapter in the first critique on Tuesday and I was traveling an hour and a half an hour and 15 minutes to get to the first one and 45 minutes to get to the second one and that's one way so I mean I'm investing energy and I'm investing time and I'm not whining about the fact that I'm having to drive in rush hour traffic across all the way across the DFW Metroplex so I, I ended up I'd put in one chapter on Tuesday I'd get the critiques back for it. I would spend all day Wednesday totally reworking not just that that chapter, but the entire manuscript for the things that were mentioned in that critique. And I'd turn in the next 10 pages on Thursday and hope that I didn't get any of the same critiques that I got on Tuesday. And then the things that I got on Thursday, I would spend the weekend going through the entire manuscript and cleaning it up with all the things that were from Thursday. And I did it for weeks and weeks and weeks. Well, actually for a little over a year, I was going to two critiques a week. That's putting in an investment. And, and Jackie, you put in an investment, I know, by getting your, um, your first manuscripts professionally edited and we have some you have some a wonderful editor too don't you yeah yeah, do. Uh, yeah okay give her a shout out go ahead <laughs> unless you want to uh, keep unless you want to keep her to yourself no kathy <laughs> she uh has a uh editing service uh fix it or nix it and kathy robinson that's her name um i was trying to remember her last name i just know kathy <laughs> uh-huh um She's been, yeah, she's been doing my editing, um, and then I, you know, sometimes I'll get some readers to uh, look through it for me, too, or I'll run it through the critique group. I mean, there's other uh -huh. ways, too. I mean, if you're, new, if you're a new writer and you don't have uh, people around you or a critique group you can reach, there's programs online. There's AutoCrit. There's Grammarly. Uh, those are uh -huh. online editing services that uh, you can sign up and join and run your manuscript through them. You'll learn a lot using AutoCrit. I mean, you'll learn a lot. Yes. Because uh, it takes support and it tells you passive voice. It tells you repetitive words. It tells you where it's weak, using weak words. I mean, it's it's a really good computer program. If you don't have any friends to play with, that's the way to go, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, and I agree with you. And I was using, in fact, I used AutoCrit on um, one of the last books that I was editing for Right Integrity Press just to kind of see how it worked because I had never used it before. And it is just a wealth of information. Oh, my gosh. I, I wasn't expecting as much as they gave me. I really wasn't. Right. And I haven't and tried. Has, the person Go ahead. Wait. I couldn't hear you. What? The person who runs it is starting to do more side classes, and uh, um, it's it's worth checking out. I mean, check out autocrit.com, I think it is, and uh, or just Google autocrit, A-U-T-O-C-R-I-T, and uh, see what's going on there, because they have a lot of helps outside of just that program. Uh huh. Oh, that's the cool. Editing. They're doing more. That with is. It. That is cool. I like that. Well, um, so. Getting it professionally edited, other editors that I know of, uh, Krista Upton and, you know, just a Google of the name and also Faye Lamb, both of them are extremely good editors. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, all of these are professional editors. That's what they do. And so they're going to charge. And depending on how much work your manuscript needs and how much work you're willing to do on it, the charge will go up or down. Um, I, 
the different different folks will charge a different amount depending on how willing you are to learn the craft. And if you're willing to take this and go, oh, passive voice. Oh, okay. I understand what you mean. And you go fix your manuscript. Then they're not going to charge you near as much as if you make them mark every single passive voice that you have in your manuscript. And so little things like that. Also classes. Um, Susan May Warren has um, a uh, a service, a, a like a coaching service, and she'll actually she actually does different kinds of coaching with authors, um, and and helps them. Um, so I, she is extremely she's remarkable. She's extremely good. She has her book. I think is called From the Inside Out, and it's a plotting book. And I used that a lot when I was first starting out. Oh my gosh, it was it was like the guide of what I needed to help me get through everything. Um, but once you get through the edits, once you get through the, the even the professional edits, many, if not most authors will request beta readers. Um, a beta reader is just a reading friend or it can be another author, but it's someone that you need to trust that's willing to read your edited copy and make sure there aren't any little extra typos and everything. It is really important to make sure that you're manuscript that the story is not only good but the manuscript looks good that it's not going to have missing words or duplicate words or extra periods oh my gosh I was looking at a manuscript yesterday and we had put it we were doing line edits on it and I counted at least nine times that as I went through and made corrections uh, after we had done the content edits and I went through and made corrections for the author I'd left in an extra period I do not ask me why or how but at least nine times there were extra periods at the end of these sentences I felt like a bit of an idiot because my poor author is the one that ended up picking these up and and I'm like well that didn't take anything except just a quick um a quick erase for it but those little things are going to make readers look at you and think amateur and so wouldn't you agree Jackie yeah yeah it does so a beta reader is really helpful. Um, and these beta readers can also go in and become reviewers for you. So if you if if you get the right group of people, they can then turn around and and share not only review on Amazon, but also a review on their blogs or review on other blogs. Um, what are your experiences with beta readers? I know you've used them before. Um I haven't had any bad experience. I mean, they're helpful. Um, I use, um, I'm starting to branch out more um, with actual readers in my series. I've started inviting people to become like part of my Royal Readers group, little club I got going. Um, I love that. Jackie, okay, wait a minute. Jackie, Jackie, (laughs) tell us what your website is. I mean, I know it's JackieCastle.com, but didn't you have something like, I know at one point you had from the Castle Library, but don't you have something else that's like Castle royalty? Castle or story, Castle uh, Books. Castle Story World or something like that. Uh, uh, right now it's Castle Books on my library. <laughs> I mean, on my yeah. website. That that is just so <laughs> cute. And so you have, and so you've got um, your street team is going to be called the what? Royal Readers. Royal Readers. Royal oh my readers. God. <laughs> All the Queen's men, all the Queen's readers. I love it. The Royal Readers. That is too cool. Have fun Uh, with my name. (laughs) You do have fun with your name. I have fun with my name too, but it's not nearly as fun as your name is. Um, Okay. So let's say that your manuscript is polished and it's time to format it. And that is probably the trickiest thing you're going to deal with when you're doing independent publishing. You have a, a number of things that you need to think about. Um, for instance, I mean, I'm just going to list them and then we're going to chat about them. You have to think about what are you going to do for scene breaks? Um, you have to think about how are you going to have chapter formatting? Um, what are you going to do for pictures? Are you going to put any pictures in it at all? Um, like you an author by? On, are you, you don't suggest it. I always put pictures in my books. You don't put Surely you put a picture of yourself in your book, Jackie. I put covers in the back. I put covers in the back. Um, 
oh, but man, they are a pain and they like to jump around. That's they do like to jump around. Not worth it. I have to tell you, a nonfiction book, that's a whole different matter. And I would suggest right. if you're doing a nonfiction book with uh, with pictures, pay the man. Pay the man. <laughs> Get somebody to do it for you. Yes. You know, I was struggling with. I was struggling with pictures just yesterday because I end up putting with Bright Integrity Press, I end up putting um, at least two pages at the back in the back matter of the book. I'll put one page with the author's other work. Um, and if they're brand new author, I put something that's like their work. And then I put another page of our recent releases. And when I put the authors yesterday I was working on, I'll just tell you, I was working on Betty Owens Thomas, uh, Betty Thomas and Owens new book. It's coming out um, in June and it's called Sutter's Landing. And it's her second book of her Kinsman Redeemer series. Well, she also has um, her series called the Legacy Series. And I wanted to put, there are only three books. There are two books in the Legacy Series so far. And there's the first book of the Kinsman Redeemer series. I wanted to put all three of them on this one page. Dummy me. I put one book of the Legacy series, the two books together. I mean, I put one picture of the Legacy series, the two books together. And then I put a second picture of the Kinsman Redeemer, the first book of it, in a second picture. I think I said that already. I'm being redundant. It was all over the place. It, it messed up all the all the next three pages of, di of of writing. It was all over. And I'm just like, why did I do that? That was really stupid. But I will tell you a trick. Okay, you ready for my trick, Jackie? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell you a trick. I found that if I go in and create like a, a, a four by six image, of whatever I want, like if I want three or four books in this image or books and writing, if I create an image that has both the picture and the writing in it, then it will take up the full page on um, Kindle and it won't it won't be reduced or anything, but it'll take up that full page and they'll snap to it. And that way I get the pictures on it and it doesn't mess up with my it doesn't mess up the writing. So there's my idea. There's my trick. There you go. So have you checked that when you look on your Kindle? Have you flipped through and checked to make sure you don't have blank pages before or after it? Right. That's right. No <laughs> blank pages. Have you checked that? Have you checked that have on I, your Kindle? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and sometimes it takes me, you know, doing it and oh it's too big. Great. And I have to move it down just a little bit and reduce it just a little bit and doing it again and then checking it up. Oh, it's too small, you know, that type of thing. So it's, it's a, it's a hunt and pick, but I'll go back and do it over and over and over again until I get it just perfect because I'm a perfectionist and it just has to be perfect. Um, but that's my trick. And I did that um, on, is it the revisionary? I'm not sure if it was the revisionary or if it was Haven's Flight. I think it was Haven's Flight. The revisionary comes out. It's a dystopian. It comes out the 1st of June. But Haven's Flight came out last month. And I wanted the chapters to have the special font. Well, that's another thing I'm talking about as far as formatting. Guess yeah. what? There ain't no extra font in Kindle. I mean, I am right about that, right? It's not a hidden secret. And I just don't know how um, to do it. Uh, adding different fonts. You, right. you can do it. Really? Sometimes it will show up, but it depends on the device the person's reading on and the settings they've created. Because Kindle can overwrite all your fancy stuff that you've been doing. It can't I noticed. It right. Um, now, if the person has uh, in their settings said, leave it as the publisher put it or something like that or some some tab you can click that says leave it as it is then you'll get the fancy font um, really otherwise, okay i'm gonna have to investigate yeah check your settings um but most of the time on a kindle I'm, and that's why i don't even recommend really doing a bunch of fancy stuff for an ebook because right you get the, if you're going to go wider distribution the apple and nook they're all different they all process stuff different, and it's better just to keep a very simple format. Yes. Now, in your yes. book, 
you can get fancy as you want, and I think it's cool to do that uh-huh. because when a person reads a print book, you know, they're, they're almost like buying a piece of art is what I feel like. Whenever I bought a print book, it's like buying a piece of art, you know, especially if they put a lot of effort into it. So I would put more effort into my print books to keep my ebook kind of simple. Well, and I, yeah, I have a friend that, um, I have a friend that is a voracious, a voracious, yeah, voracious reader. And she'll go through two and three books a day on her Kindle. And yeah, the, the, (laughs) yeah, the special effects are, you know, yeah, they kind of lost on on those readers, bless their hearts. Right, exactly. But you love readers like that. But at the same time, all of the special effects are gone. And I'm going to I'm say, sorry, I probably read books, I read books faster on my Kindle, my, my e-reader, than I do print, uh-huh. because I could take that Kindle anywhere. I could take it to bed, and I could read in the dark without lights, without bothering my husband. I could sure. flip it in my purse and, and pull it out, or I could read on my phone. I could read, and that's the beauty of the e-books, is it yes. anywhere. And I think people well, do read more when they read off the ebook. Well, I will tell you, I did do a trick because on Haven's Flight, I really wanted to have this special font on all of the chapter openings. Um, And of course you can't, I couldn't do it on the e-reader. I did it on the print book, but I couldn't do it on the e-reader. And so I ended up, and I did the same thing with the the, um, Christmas collection that we did. I ended up going in and creating an image for every chapter entry. And I ended up placing an image, a JPEG image for every chapter opening so that I could have this special font. <laughs> and I was, oh my gosh, hours and hours and hours of doing that. I, I, I will not do that again. It was, it, it was good and it was worth it, but I will not do that again. That was, that was long. Um, so formatting can uh, there's also the table of contents now that one's tricky but on an ebook wouldn't you agree that we really do need to have a table of comments even uh, contents even if it's just chapter one chapter two chapter three do you agree with me or am i all full um, of beans where they um they want you to have a table of contents and it's becoming i don't know if it's totally a requirement or if they're leaning towards that but they want you to have a table of contents in your book and I, they are especially I mean, for ebooks yeah because otherwise you can't find well, anything because it's not like you can flip page. through it no you can't flip through well you can the way it's set up now <laughs> it, it does have a foot page um yes that's true well you can it does now but you can't you can't, like I said, you can't dog ear. You can't stick a bookmark. Although you can do a bookmark. But yeah, you can do a bookmark, but lost, still. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not the same. <laughs> it's just if, not uh, the same. You're right. It uh, does help you, especially if you're reading a multi-book ebook, like a collection. I think like ours valuable. was. Yeah. yeah. You almost have to have some, because well, sometimes I just want to, I want to skip one. Let's say for sure. I mean, I want to skip one or I want to go read the certain ones first and come back. And um, so having a table of contents is, is, is important. Is, and there's some tricks to setting that up. That is something that, I mean, seriously, someone that ha- is, has not done that before, you really need to sit down with someone that knows Microsoft Word and can walk you through those Patty. steps. Um, do what? <laughs> I call Patty. What's that? <laughs> I call, yeah, I call, call Patty. Somebody who knows what <laughs> well, and it, I mean, it's it's part of their it's part of Microsoft's style that you then set yeah. up the the table of contents according to the style that you've already created. But there are a lot of steps, and if you're not sitting in front of Microsoft Word and sitting with someone that knows what they're doing and they're sitting in front of Microsoft Word and can walk you through it. Um, or if you're like me and you're willing to spend hours and hours and hours figuring it out and making, you know, doing it right, doing it wrong, then, I mean, that's how I learn. I always do it that way. 
Uh, but you really well, do need to learn how to do that table of contents. I'm going to tell They're you also, if you're a writer, Google, Google is your best friend if you're a writer. And right, Google, I agree. If you Google in how to do a table of contents in Word, whatever it is, version you have, Google will be able to show you how to do that. They'll give you videos or instructions and um, anything you need. If you'll Google mm -hmm. it, um, you'll probably find the answer. On how, and sure enough, in fact, you'll probably to... find a video. You'll probably find a video yeah. <laughs> on YouTube of how to do it. Um, once you have all the elements in place, you're really ready to submit your book to KDP, which is the Amazon program. It publishes ebooks for Kindle. Um, it's kdp.amazon.com. I think you'll have to set up um, your own uh, Amazon account, your own KDP account. You actually have mm -hmm. to put in bank information. So don't shy away from it for that reason. But you do have to put in bank information because they're going to be paying checks to you. And that's how they have to, that's how they know who to pay and how to pay it. So it has to go through that way. Um, and it's rather involved. So don't think that you're just going to start and put your book in right away and have it up tomorrow. You do have to go ahead and fill out all the information. And then once you get that done, you're ready to put the books on. You're, you're going to need to put the title, the author, the publishing imprint, if there is one. If there's not one, if you're just publishing it on your own, then you can leave it blank. Um, if you have an ISBN number that you've purchased, you can put that in. If you don't have an ISBN number, the, your Kindle book, your, your um, ebook does not have to have one. Now, it, it an ISBN number is a protection for an author, so it's a good thing to have even on just an ebook. But a, an ebook does not have to have an ISBN number. The um, Kindle or the Amazon will put on its AS is it ASN or ASIN? It's ASIN oh, number. Yeah, yeah. After filling in the basic data, you're going to need to add a blurb about your book and this your cover and your blurb you really need to spend time on because those are going to be your number one sellers. So if you're not a cover designer, then by all means, pay someone to do it. And by the way, Jackie makes amazing covers. She makes gorgeous wow. covers. So holler at her, go to her website, take a look at some of her covers. They are just drop dead gorgeous. In fact, if you're listening, you're seeing some slides with her covers on them. And so there there's right there is a perfect example of some of her covers. Um, but make sure that you get a good cover. Make sure that your blurb, you know, it can be two to three paragraphs, but make sure it's it's what you're writing is not just subplot. You need to make sure you focus on plot and your whole your whole goal is to draw a reader into your story to let them have a glimpse of what's going to happen to give them some intrigue. And if it's something that they give them enough information that they can tell if it's going to be something that they like. Um, and then, and then that will, then they can make a solid decision because you don't want to hook a reader. You want to draw a reader in so that they can make a solid decision. You don't want them buying your book and then regretting it after the first page and going, well, this is awful. Go ahead and, and draw them in with, with a realistic um, depiction of your story. And you only want to stay within the first or second chapter when it comes to your blurb. This is the blurb that would go on the back cover of a book. You only want to stay in the first or second chapter. You don't want to go any further than that because you don't want to reveal anything. You want you want to explain what your story's about in the bare in the minimalist uh, amount. Um, but then the next the next task to me, and we're almost out of time. I can't believe we've gone so fast. Um, the next task to me is is the hardest one to me, and it's picking categories. And picking keywords, what, that to me just eats my lunch, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, it gets hard. I mean, you have to be kind of clever and really do some research. Yeah, and looking at other books' keywords or looking up other books with things that you would say would be your keywords. Um, for instance, if I looked up um, small town, uh, a novel set in a small town and see what books pop up that might tell me whether or not I want to use that keyword for my book counterpoint. 
Um, if I look up police procedure, that might tell me if that's what I want to use for my series, the Grime Fighter series. Um, what are some, what are, okay, my category is fairly easy though. My category is romantic suspense, um, mystery and suspense for my Grime Fighter series and, and romantic suspense for Counterpoint. What about you? That Your allegory, what did you put down for that? For allegory. your category, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it allegory? It, it, it yeah. is in the allegory and classics. Um, I just uh -huh. happened to come across it. I started off with fantasy, which was a big broad pool. And then I just started narrowing it down. And, you know, and I knew it was an allegory all along. I knew it was a Narnia type book. So I started going uh -huh. and looking at Lewis Lewis's books. And um, other books that were similar, uh, Hannah Hernard uh, was allegorical. And I looked at those old books, and I, I ended up finding the allegory, um, John, or the, the keyword, the, and, and I did very well in there. And I think, I think I did well because a lot of people were sent there to get those books for school, like uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and those books. And then they sure. saw my books right in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they were like, oh, let's try this. I was doing really well in those categories for a while, um, and, and still do, really. I think I still pick up a lot of readers from there. But I've also started going with Epic, and I just I change it. Like every three months or so, I review what I have, and I'll, I'll try in a couple other new words and see what that does. And that's, you that know, will, just a game you can play. Don't leave, that it, is don't cool. leave it static. When yeah, when your yes, stuff go down, go with that tweaking stuff. I'm sorry, say that again. I said when your sales go down, you want to go in and start tweaking your categories, your genres, your see if you can find a new pond. To sit in for a while oh. and and, and now that's brilliant look at your, yeah look at your blurb and you might need to tweak that a little bit um blurbs are hard and a lot of times uh -huh. i'll post a blurb in the writers group and say what do you guys think of this can you give me feedback or yeah. um right I'll, I'll try to give it a lot of times i just go with a scene a little scene at the beginning of the book that kind of is a scene that might state the problem of the book. And I uh -huh. go with that as a book. Um, sometimes I just go with a tagline, like uh, illuminated my first one uh, in the white road chronicles. Uh, it was a reviewer had once said, picture uh, wizard of our Oz meets Narnia. And when she said that, I'm like, well, that's cool. And I thought, well, okay. So I thought, well, if, if, Wizard of Oz swept you away and Narnia enchanted you, then here's your chance for a new adventure. And that's been my tagline of that book, and it's done well since I put that up. I guess well, that's just people. <laughs> you, have, you have some wonderful ones. The White Road Chronicles, the, the first one of White Road Chronicles, what's that first book called? Illuminated. Illuminated, that's right. Now, is... Is that the one that's free, or is the is the miniature the the novella series free? Novella, the first one from the novella. Right. Yeah, Wait a minute. Say it again. Which one? The first one of the novella is free. Captured, illuminated yeah. is only ninety nine cents, so you can get illuminated oh. for ninety nine cents. If you want to try out? Well, and I'm telling you, and getting illuminated that will suck you right in. I'm warning you now. Those of y'all that are listening, if you like um, spec speculative, I mean, this is, it's, it, this story world, Jackie builds a story world. I mean, it's like three dimensional. It's amazing. And her, her speculative, her allegory is brilliantly written. Um, and I would agree with your reviewer who said it's kind of a cross between Narnia and the Wizard of Oz. It really is extremely well done. Um so how many books do you have now, Jackie? We're almost out of time. How many books do you have? Total? 12? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I got 12. Okay, so tell me about them really quick because you got about four minutes. Four minutes. Well, I got the White Road Chronicles, which is my fantasy. It's six books. I'm finishing up the sixth book. 
If you're yeah, not my daughters, by the way, are on my daughters are on pins and needles waiting for you to finish that sixth book. I'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) you have had them since you have had them since their eighth grade year. They have been loving (laughs) your books and this is their senior year. So I I expect this to be done. Come on. Yeah, it's close. It's almost there next month or so. It'll be done. Good, good, Um, good, good. I don't know. I just, started writing these romance, uh, quirky little rom- inspirational romance. They are clean. Um, there is a Christian. Okay, wait. Them. I'm going to tattle. Yeah. Jackie used to say, I will never write romance. She did. <laughs> I she did. <laughs> she she, she na- never say never because Jackie now, she not only writes romance, she writes brilliant romances. I absolutely love uh, Raining Fools. Oh my gosh. Well, I love the whole series of the, of the bed and breakfast series, but the, the Raining Fools is just probably my favorite that I've read from you so far. Thanks. It yeah. was fun. And then you also have... You also have the, the oh, have middle the, grade reader. I have one, the mid grade, it's Sentinel Archives. It's, uh, uh-huh. it's a fantasy it's for uh, kids in sixth grade and up. I think mm-hmm. would like it. Uh has a little uh, boy and a girl main character, so I think boys would get into it. Malachi is the main character. Um so, I do like that story yeah. too, even though it's, even though it's for middle grade. I mean, I, I got to critique on that one and I really did like that story. Now, are you going to have any more in that series? Yes, I am. Oh. I am. I'm going to have more. After I finish the White Road Chronicles, I'll, I'll start doing more on Go that. Go back to the Sentinel. Cause, cause that, that, that was a great story. And even though it's, I mean, all of, all of Jackie's books are standalone stories. I mean, that when we write series, we write series because they're connected, but they're not dependent on one another. Um, and so all of the, all of the, your white rope. Yeah. Your white rope chronicles do lead. They're they're kind of like star Wars. They lead from one to another, (laughs) but, but the Sentinel archives, I remember that book, had a beginning and an ending it was very satisfying uh-huh. but there was still more you could do with those characters uh-huh. oh it was such a good uh-huh. book I loved that um well I am so glad that you were here today I am so glad that we actually got to have you online because I was a little worried about that um <laughs> I gotta tell you she is more Jackie is more than just an independent publisher she is a brilliant writer Make sure you go to JackieCastle.com. You will want to visit. She is also an extremely, like I said, an extremely talented artist. You need to go look at some of her art. You need to go look at some of her book covers. You will be enchanted. Um, so we're going to say bye-bye to Jackie. Say bye, Jackie. Bye, Margie. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, so appreciate, being on, appreciate you being on. Next month we're going to be discussing the nuances of young adult books and we're going to be we're going to be discussing that with a new author to me her name is Kristen Hogreth I'm so delighted to have her as a new author in our Right Integrity Press family um she is uh, she is writing a new dystopian series it's called The Rogues and her first book comes out in June um, I think it's June 6th, but I don't have it. Yeah, it's June 6th, and it is called The Revisionary. Now, the same realm as Hunger Games and Divergent. Um, it is it is such an, a brilliant premise. I can't wait to read book two and book three. But you can learn more about Kristen and her book at writeintegrity.com. So join us next month, June 6th at 7 p.m., which is her release day. We'll be all cheering her on um, right here on Blog Talk Radio on Publishing Lane, L-A-I-N-E. And join us for another discussion on writing. Don't forget, um, you can always leave a question or a comment at um, downpublishinglane at gmail.com. Remember, Lane is L-A-I-N-E, and you can leave it there. If I end up using your question or your comment online or on the air, I will send you a free book. Yes, I will. I will email you or contact you and get your address and send you a free book. So I hope that you will join us again next month.
And I hope that you will come and cheer on, if nothing else, come and cheer on Kristen. Um, she is delightful and her book is riveting. You will want to get that. By the way, there's a, there is a special going on right now where you can get her book at 40% off. So go to, on, go to Amazon.com and pre-order it. Um, it's called The Revisionary. And so pre-order huge discount. Other than that, I hope to see you next month. So make sure you come back and join us again then. This has been Publishing Lane with your host, Margie Lane Klubine, Executive Director of Write Integrity Press. If you'd like to learn more about Margie and her publishing company, visit writeintegrity.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-I-N-T-E-G-R-I-T-Y dot com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.